everyone, and welcome to One Meal, One Workout, your new approach to food and fitness. Episode 4, The Plateau Myth. And now, here's your host, Aaron Butler. Good afternoon, or evening, or morning, I guess depends on where you're at when you listen to this. I uh, hope everybody's doing great. Mark, are you having a good week so far? So far, so good, Aaron. Did you enjoy your Independence Day? I did have a wonderful Independence Day. I, I barbecued, been, which is one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. And uh, took my kids to see the fireworks, which was awesome. I've been spreading the gospel of not referring to it as July 4th. That's right. Just like it's not uh, uh, December, 25th, December 25th. It's Christmas. Exactly. Merry December 25th, everyone. No, it just doesn't work. So I've been doing that. I've been I've been saying Independence Day to everybody anytime I mention the, the calendar day of July the 4th. Uh, and uh, I thought that was a good point you made the other day. So I've been really trying to push that. Speaking of Independence Day slash July 4th, does anyone out there in our listening audience uh, know what happens in the city of Atlanta every July 4th, Independence Day, for the last 40-something years, 50 years? Anybody? Anyone? I know. I know. Only because you what, told me. What is it, Mark? It's the Peachtree 10K. Yes, it is. The Peachtree Road Race. It's a 10K race. It is the, if I remember correctly, the largest 10K race in the world. They cap it at 60,000 people. And if you can picture 60,000 people running down the road together, um, well, first of all, that's not really what happens. They go in waves, but it's a big event nonetheless. And it's kind of a, it's an institution here in Atlanta and uh, it's put on by the Atlanta Track Club, which apparently Georgia has a very high uh, number of runners per capita. It's pretty, pretty uh, state, the state is, running is pretty popular in the state of Georgia. And uh, the Atlanta Track Club is a pretty, pretty big and um, active club. And they put this race on half for years. And if you're in the Atlanta Track Club, you're guaranteed a spot in it, I believe. And then if you p- compete in certain seed races, you can win a spot in it. And other than that, it's by lottery. You turn in your application, and they pick the first 60000 out of a hat, electronically, of course, and those people get a number, and that's who gets to run. So uh, they break it down. I mean, it's such a big, huge event. They've got the, su- the seed group and the sub-seed. Then they have A, B, C groups like that. We were in group L. The race started at 7.30. Our official start time was 8.18.30. Uh, so we were quite a ways down the road. Um, the groups went all the way to X, I believe, this year. And it winds through downtown Atlanta, <clears throat> ends up at Piedmont Park with a big giant party that lasts pretty much all day into the evening and they have fireworks and all that kind of stuff. So it's quite an event. It was a lot of fun. It's my wife and I's first 10K that we had run. And, um, which is 6.2 miles if you're not into the road racing stuff. But the funny part is that it ends up being about a 15 K by the time you're done because almost everybody takes MARTA to go, which is the Metro Atlanta rapid transit association or whatever, uh, because of the number of people. So it's a half mile walk from the MARTA station. You get off to the start of the race. And then we mark walk another half a mile to our area. Then we ran the 10K, and then it's about a two-mile walk, give or take, by the time you weave through the park back to the Martyr Station. And then if you're like us and you forget which Martyr Station to get off of and you get off at Dunwoody when you should have gotten off at Sandy Springs, it's another mile walk back to the correct Martyr Station. So <laughs> it was quite a day. Um, How long did all that was, take you, Aaron? We, got, we left the house at 5.30 in the morning, and we got to our van at 11:45 in the morning. 
and then it was about a 30 minute drive back. So, uh, the run itself was an hour. It took us an hour and 27 minutes, um, which is not slow, but it's not fast either. It's kind of an average recreational runner. That's not really run many 10 K speed, I would say. Um, but it was, it was fun. It's a very, it's more of a party event than a, a real race. I mean, there's, there's water every half a mile. There's live bands about every three quarters of a mile. There's people throwing t-shirts out to the runners and giving out. We had, I had one guy give me watermelon as I was running by and offers for free beer from different beer companies on the side of the road, right over here. We'll give you a beer, you know, those kind of things and people dressed in costume and it's just, it's, it's a big event. So saying all that to say, um, I made a small documentary about our event, uh, shot it all with my Android droid to phone and mixed it down with windows movie maker, which comes free with windows seven. So, you know, it's a high quality quality bid. Uh, <laughs> and that is up on our YouTube channel. So, uh, youtube.com forward slash one meal, one workout, or you can go to the main website, one meal, one workout.com. And there's a link to it there, but go watch that and like it, you know, hit the little button that says like, and, Let's just drive those views up through the roof like crazy. That would be awesome if I had like tens of views of it. Um, that would be fun anyway. I, I'd love to get a comment or two on it and see what people think about the race itself and what have you. It, it's, it's really, I'm planning on trying to do it again next year if I can get a number. So I was anyway. really impressed by the studly guy with no shirt on in the beginning. That was, uh, that was a very <laughs> hunky uh, moment. Yeah, I asked my wife if that was, if that was just too over the top. She said, Aaron, all you can see is the tops of your shoulders. <laughs> and I said, I know. It's the tops of my shoulders. You realize how long it's been since I've been seen by anybody in the world without any part of my shirt on? <laughs> and she just laughed at me and went back to whatever she was doing. Yeah, uh, I start all the way from my earliest race preparations all the way till we're in the van heading back. So it's a it's the full gamut of the uh, the feel of the event. One thing I couldn't capture, obviously, with my little camera and just and is the magnitude of the crowd, but uh, I gave my best shot. So, Well, um, we are not going to have a test pilot with us this week. Uh, life sometimes gets in the way, just like Mark and myself. Uh, all my test pilots have jobs and families, and we had some work conflicts come up at the last minute, so we we're just going to bump them back to next week. I want them, I want their participation in the podcast to be an added benefit, not a requirement or a burden as being part of what they're doing. So I just told them all, just take it easy. We'll get somebody on here next week. So that's, uh, that's where that is. But we do have somebody with us today. We have Mr. Don Sullivan. No, not that Don Sullivan. Uh, we do have Don Sullivan back with us. We had so much hey, fun hey. with Don last week. I said, Don, why don't you come on next week and talk with me again? And Don said, sure. That was, I think that was his exact words. He typed sure back to me. So we got Don, we got Mark, and we got myself on the line today, and we are going to talk about, as Mark said in the intro, the plateau myth, the myth of the plateau. You've heard of Aristotle, Socrates, Plato, Moron, sorry, I was trying to work that into a Princess Bride reference, but it didn't quite work. all of them. (laughs) Well, we're going to talk about the plateau myth. Um, If you have ever been on a diet and started losing a little bit of weight, um, people will always start talking to you about plateauing. And so when I started thinking about this show and what I was going to talk about and uh, how I was going to cover this topic, I just went to, to Google and did a Google search. Now, Mark, Don, one of my goals in life, we were talking about goals earlier, right before the show started. One of my goals 
is to have a verb named after me or something I did. Hopefully it'll be a positive one. I would love to write an application that becomes a verb. I heard three or four people today say, just Google it. You know? Um, so do you want people to go get butlered or? Or butler it, right. Or I, I butler butlerize or, that. Or whatever yeah, application I come it. up with, That'll you know? Uh, that, that, that would be a sign of success is whenever something you've done or uh, created becomes an actual verb in use in the, in the English language. Of course, you, you always run the risk of it being an Edsel type thing too, you know, yeah. <laughs> where you don't want your name to be synonymous with, you know, that guy's a real, um, uh, my mind just went blank. I cannot think of his name. He was a considered a traitor during the Benedict Arnold. Thank you. Oh so yeah. Little Benedict Arnold. You know, you don't want to have that kind of or peeping Tom, right? Peeping Tom. Yeah, exactly. Doubting Thomas. Um, I will back you on that. If you can invent something, I will start verbing you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Just to bring things back a little bit to the topic there, uh, I just di- typed into the Googles uh, Diet Plateau and came up with 9,610,000,000 hits. Yeah, there's a few things on there about that. It's I'm not the one, I'm not making this up. This is not the first time that uh, someone's talked about the plateau effect. And what's really funny, Mark, as, as you're look, looking at those links, I bet you most of them are dealing with how to overcome the plateau, how to overcome a diet plateau, all these plans and ways to do it and all these different types of things. There's a website, dietplateau.com. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, anytime what happens, you start, you start losing weight and your body's metabolism starts adjusting, uh, your body starts acclimatizing to the exercise you're doing and, um, and your weight loss speed will change. And, and like I said before, you start losing weight, the, the naysayers will say, well, you know, you're going to plateau after a while. You're going to plateau. You can't keep losing weight. Um, I had people tell me that when I'd lost about 30 or 40 pounds. You're still losing weight. That's great. You know, you're going to plateau. Well, yes, I am going to plateau eventually. But um, I don't want to start off. Let's just talk about what really causes a plateau because plateaus are, are real things. They're not, I mean, that, that is, there is some truth to the fact that you will potentially plateau. So I just jotted down a couple of three things here. Um, one, I, I just mentioned it, is your metabolism adjusts to your new diet a little bit. So your body's used to having to burn, Mark and I were talking about before, about 6,000 calories a day, right, Mark? Right. <laughs> That's what we used to eat. Your body's used to burning 6,000 calories a day, chugging through 6,000 calories. Um, you know, it's that four-by-four dually pickup that gets eight miles to the gallon downhill. Uh, um and now all of a sudden you've ripped out that that uh that big engine and you and you started trying to feed it more efficiently and your metabolism metabolism your metabolism begins to adjust it sl- does slow down a little bit because it doesn't have as many calories to work with and it doesn't need as many calories and things like that so that's that's one thing the other thing and this is kind of what I noticed for myself is if you're making activity a part of your plan which you should then um, your body gets more efficient. When I first started, I would go do about two miles, and it would take me an hour. Well, then I got up to about three miles, and it was going to take me about an hour. Then my three miles went down to about 50 minutes, then to about 40 minutes. And before I knew it, what was happening was my three to four hours of exercise a week had gone down to almost two hours of exercise a week. So because I was lighter and more, more efficient and faster, 
and I wasn't really changing my distance or cross training or anything like that. My actual calories I was burning um, had, had actually decreased quite a bit. And so that was becoming a problem. Um, I want to make a note here to self. Um, I'm actually going to type good it problem in. problem to have, Aaron. Yeah, it's, it is a good problem to have. And, I, and we'll get to that exact uh, point here in a minute. Um, we're going to talk in the future on an episode about um, figuring out your basal metabolic rate and your resting calorie burning stuff. I can't remember the tech words and how many calories you should take and eat in every day if you want to lose weight and all those kind of things. Whoa, 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 Aaron, back off the jargon, really. Just sorry. too much. I'm, I'm, I'm mumble-lubbing. So what's gonna, <laughs> what, what, it, what it is, basically, it tells you there's ways you can calculate because your body is an engine. You should put about this much fuel in it if you want to burn, if you want to lose this much weight in a week. We'll talk about that in a future episode. But what was happening to me was my calorie deficit, which we talked about that before, the number of calories I was burning a day versus the number of calories I was eating got smaller and smaller, so my weight loss got slower and slower, which is what you would expect to happen. Um, so, uh, now, I had now this, Aaron, you called this a plateau myth. Yes. But you're not saying that plateauing is a myth, right? It really does it, happen. Right. But what the myth part is, um, the myth part is that it's just going to arbitrarily happen and it's like magic. It's like if you die at three months and you have success, you will hit a myth. And the myth is called the plateau effect and it will happen and there's nothing you can do. You know, it's it's kind of like almost like an old wives tale of the way they tell it. There's no there's no logic behind the way people express it. It's just if you die, yeah, you'll lose weight, but you're going to plateau. Kind of like it's inevitable, you just got to deal with it, you're going to plateau. Well, well, then why else would they have 7,000 different diets, Aaron, if you didn't have to go through all of them to lose some weight? <laughs> exactly. Well, let me let me throw my last point of plateaus. Your metabolism adjusts, you're, you get more efficient on your exercise, so you're burning actual less calories. And then the last thing is you, you can tend to get lazy. So you get less strict on what you're maybe on what you're eating or maybe your exercise backs off a little bit. You throw any combination of those things together and what ends up happening is you don't burn more calories than you're eating and you end up plateauing. So plateaus really do exist, but they happen specifically because your calorie intake begins to equal your calorie burn. I mean, it's that simple. All right, let me see if I can break this down into simple terms that I can understand. Uh, you mentioned lazy. Uh, let's face it, anybody who's significantly overweight is lazy. <laughs> That's right. That kind of goes along with the territory, right? Uh, yeah. So uh, you take me, a big tub of lard, and I get out there and I start exercising, and to do any little thing is monumental. So, mm -hmm. you know, to walk a mile is this huge thing. So I walk a mile because that's a huge thing. Well, eventually right. walking a mile isn't a huge thing, but I still am just walking a mile. The right. idea is to keep doing huge things, and you have to move the scale of what is huge as you get... No pun intended on the scale thing there. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> uh, as you get more and more able to do things. So uh, it's just like I used to lift weights in, in high school. I was a, a power lifter. Uh, when I would get stronger, I wouldn't keep lifting that amount of weight. I would add more weights to the bar because I wanted to keep getting stronger. And there was no limit to how strong I could get as long as I kept pushing myself uh, the whole time. So it's the same thing with losing weight. You have to keep pushing yourself. And as your maximum capability increases, you have to do more so that you're always working at your max. Just like when we were right. lifting weights, we were working at a percent of max. Yep. So you have to always be pushing your max. And when your max changes, you have to do more. 
Does that make sense? I think that was a very good summation of what I just rambled about. Okay. Adonis, have you seen that in your own life? Have you seen, you were going through the couch potato to 5k thing, which does this for you a little bit, at least for a couple of months there, right? Right. Yeah. It will definitely help you continue on towards your goal. It's, it's, it's great about that. No, it's not always so just, the easiest thing in the world whenever you, especially if you haven't been doing your part on some other things to right. actually get out there and continue to move up, bump up your, your distance or your time. Well, to, to, to just re- recap, in case somebody doesn't know, couch to pay, couch potato to 5k or couch to 5k is a uh, plan that over the course of several weeks takes you from running a little tiny bit and walking to eventually the goal, correct me if I'm wrong, Don, is to run basically 30 minutes or a little more uh, or a 5k three miles so it gradually changes the it flip-flops the amount you're walking and running till eventually you're running the whole thing and it's a graduated step program to get you from sedentary to active correct is that a good description there close enough all right and where could we find that uh information is there a is that a pamphlet you have to buy or is it available on the web somewhere Certainly not anything. <laughs> yes, you could Google that. Um, could I bing it? Would that be okay? Oh, no, that's not okay. Please don't with me. bing it. Okay. No, you can web bing, crawl it if you wanted to. Bing will remotely control your computer for the rest of its natural existence. <laughs> You'll find toolbars installed on your microwave. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. I've seen it in my day to day work. Uh, Googling couch to the number five and the letter K. Um, will bring you to many people who purport to have invented the program or or what have you. They all have pretty much the exact same plan. If you have a smartphone, every smartphone has BlackBerry, uh, Android, or iPhone. They all have multiple Couch Potato 5K apps you can download as well, which is handy because you can throw that app on there, put your music on there, and, and do it all at once. So, obviously... Uh, Mark understands plateauing because of weightlifting and Don's, you know, talking about the couch hit idea. I've, I've hit it too, you know, with someone when I started realizing I was, my weight loss was slowing down. So what do you do when that happens? Because it will happen, and it, but it's not some kind of myth, mythological, weird fairy dust that sprinkles on you at night and makes you plateau thing. You just got to reevaluate your food, your exercise, and your goals. Just those three things. Just take a quick snapshot. So what I did when I was, I noticed, you know what? I'm not losing three or four pounds a week anymore. I'm losing like a half a pound or a pound. I started thinking about what am I doing differently? Well, I'm, I'm still eating pretty well. I hadn't got lazy on my eating habits too much, you know? I'm still exercising. And then, it, and then, bing, <laughs> Google. Uh, then I, I just had this realization. My exercise, amount of exercise I was doing, the time I invested got smaller and even though I was doing more miles, my overall amount of time and the number of calories that RunKeeper, my app that I use on my phone, was telling me I was burning. When I started, if I went and did two miles at 350 pounds, it would say, Aaron, and you've burned 900 calories in an hour. You know, now if I go exercise for an hour, it says I burned 475 calories or whatever. I'm, I'm making the numbers up, but it's, it's not far off. Now, just so, let me break, if I, if I may interrupt a little bit. Please, uh, Mark, a, interrupt me. Yeah, I'm a science geek, right? And, yep. and back in, in high school in physics, we learned that work is forced through distance. Okay? Yes. So if you're running a mile, the distance is the same, but as you lose weight, the amount of force is less. Mm-hmm. 
Because right. you, so the you, amount of force to do it is less, so therefore the amount of work done is less. Right. Therefore, fewer less energy needed, fewer calories burned. Ergo, there from which you don't lose weight as fast, and so as fastly. I don't know. And, uh, so <laughs> much so less. What I faster. did much less fastly. Yeah. So what I did was I just thought to myself, you know what? I just need to run a little further sometimes, or walk a little farther. So I just I alternated my routine. Used to I would do like three miles on Monday and then one or two on Tuesday, and then a couple, three on Thursday. That was kind of my, after I kind of got going with the whole walking and running thing, that was kind of the way I went. So I went back and said, all right, I'm going to do five miles on Monday, and then I'm going to do two or three on Tuesday, but I'm going to walk them because I just ran a long ways on Monday. And then Thursday, I'm going to try to run three miles. I did that, and I, it, I started losing weight again, um, not quite as fast as I did when I started because I didn't have near as much to lose. But it went from half a pound or kind of waffling up and down a little bit back to losing a couple of pounds a week. And that's kind of stayed consistent again as I've continued to stress, uh, push myself, exercising, staying, staying fairly consistent with my eating habits, trying to eat healthier. Uh, I've continued to lose weight. So, you know, I didn't hit an arbitrary plateau at 50. I didn't hit an arbitrary plateau at 100. At about 110, 115, I almost plateaued. But I noticed I was about to plateau, and I made some changes and did not plateau. So at 135 pounds now, I have not plateaued yet. Don, Aaron, so, this question is for both of you. Um, as you uh, worked out, uh, exercised, ran, um, did you find it getting easier um, in, in even doing more? Uh, and is maybe is that your your signal that you need to do more when it becomes easy, or is it always hard? I think I'll let you feel this and I've talked enough. Okay. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think it kind of depends on on how much you're stepping up and how often you're stepping up. If you're pushing yourself already, if you've already got kind of got a plan, then it may not ever get easy. Um, and that works for some people and it doesn't work for some people. Some people might think that they're not seeing results or whatever. Uh, and that's really the point that you've got to kind of keep track of not only your weight, but for some of us, like for me, I've really got to, sometimes I've got to go look back at pictures and things to really remind myself of how big of a change I'm seeing. But if you're doing something like couch to 5k, for me, it never actually got easy. It still takes an effort to actually get out on the road and run. It still takes an effort to run for, you know, 35 minutes or whatever it ends up being for me to do a 5k. But it's a whole lot easier for me to know that I'm going to go out there and run for 35 minutes. It's a lot easier for you to know that I'm going to do this and I'm not going to give up. And I've kind of built that mentality now that this isn't something that I'm just going to put down. And I think that's, that's a big, I think that's a bigger part for me as far as it being hard than the actual work itself. Yeah. yeah for me, what I've done a few times is I've gone I go back to things I did before to kind of evaluate my progress. Cause like Don's saying, if you're pushing yourself, it doesn't ever get easy, easy. Um, you want to be kind of challenging yourself. You want to know that you've exercised if you're trying to be active. But for example, back in January or December, I, I ran a mile and tied myself for the first time, just one mile. And it took me about 12 minutes, like 12 minutes and 11 seconds. And then about a month ago, I ran a mile and it took me nine minutes and 40 seconds. But week to week, I don't come home like, well, this is easy now because I'm kind of pushing myself. 
but that one mile, the I felt the same about the same after I finished the twelve minute mile versus the nine and a half minute mile. The difference is I was a lot faster on the nine and a half minute mile. So I've seen progress, but at the end of my exercise, I'm still worn. I, you know, I'm still exhausted or tired. Not exhausted, but it's kind of an exaggeration. But I don't push myself quite that hard. But I'm still tired. You know, I've still expended my energy. Um, so, so that's so. What's the payoff? Somebody uh, beginning this process. Um, I mean, are you just looking at being miserable every day for the rest of your life? Well, uh, see, I'm not. I'm not miserable though. Now, I will say that, Mark, and that maybe that's something I should clarify. Last June, when I first started, you know, it was 99 degrees here in Atlanta. Not quite as hot as it was where I grew up, but it was it was close. And I would go out, and the way I knew I was t- it was time for me to quit running, walking, mostly walking, was my shirt was wet from my collar to the bottom of my shorts. <laughs> It was like my entire shirt. Somebody had poured a bucket of water down the front of me. I was like, okay, I've sweated enough. I need to go to the house. And the amount of effort it took then when I weighed 375 pounds to go out and walk a mile and the discomfort I felt as far as some joint pain and things like that, that kind of stuff has mostly gone away. Um, I actually enjoy exercising now. I don't always want to do it. I don't always, um, it's not always fun in the midst of it, but I enjoy getting out and being physical and, you know, expending energy and getting my heart rate up and those kind of things. I, I'm, I'm not like I was, you know, two years ago when I would walk from the parking deck into the hospital where I work and be out of, out of, out of, uh, gasping for breath and just exhausted and feel sick from doing that, you know, 600 yard walk. Um, so that part of it does get better. You know, as you get more fit, those kind of things go away. And yeah, it's, you get tired from exercising, but it's not, it's not, um, it's no longer, I don't know, uncomfortable is the only word I can think of. That's not even the right word. So no. my, my question came from a point of, we were just saying that when it gets easy, you have to do more. <laughs> so yeah. uh, that's a pretty daunting thought for somebody at the beginning of this thinking, so every day for the rest of my life, Anytime something gets easy, I have to do more so that it's hard. So I have well, to do actually, something hard every day. Well, and that kind of leads me to my next point. Um, See, that's what we radio guys try to do. I know. It was great. Uh, Sean, uh, really? on your last Tightwad episode that I listened to, did not pick up on that one. I remember you chastised him pretty <laughs> vehemently. Um, you set him up, and he just did not take the swing. But the idea, and I told people from the beginning when I started this journey, I actually had people say to me, Aaron, you're going to plateau when you hit X number of pounds. I said, my goal is to plateau. And they kind of looked at me strange. And I said, my goal is to plateau. I want to plateau. And they said, why would you want to plateau? I said, my goal is to plateau at my healthy weight. So what I'm doing is I'm exercising about what I think I need to exercise. And I'm eating the way I'm planning on eating for the rest of my life. I'm not on a diet. I have a diet that I eat. And one day, it should like come in for a gentle landing. My weight loss should just taper off and I should find myself at a healthy body weight and I won't have to necessarily increase my activity level to stay there because I'll be burning about what I eat. My exercise will get comfortable, uh, more comfortable than it is now even probably. And I'll just continue to exercise and be active and enjoy my life and eat and enjoy what I eat and maintain a healthy, healthy, um, healthy fitness level. Now I would love to find out, this is what I'm hoping that as I come in for that gentle landing, that my actual, my exercise level that I've acclimatized myself to and my eating habits, I might actually be able to eat more 
I would love to find out. We you know what? If I want to keep, you know, running however far I've decided I enjoy running and playing basketball and this and that, maybe I need to eat a little more. I'm not, I'm, you know, I don't need to lose any more weight. I need to eat some more. That would be an awesome problem to have. But my goal, to say it again, is to plateau um, at, at my healthy body weight. And like I've got my, in my show notes right here, it says activity level plus diet equals healthy body. That's what I'm shooting for, that equation to be balanced. Um, I don't want to be somebody that starves themselves every week to try to stay skinny. I'm not, that's not my goal. And I don't want to be somebody that has to run 20 miles a week or 20 miles a day because they're eating 7,000 calories a day. I want to kind of do moderation in all things. I want to be active, eat a decent, reasonable diet and um, be healthy. That's my goal. And Aaron, I think it's, it's also important to point out that part of the deal here is that you're not going to do stuff that it, you're going to have to, that just makes you miserable all the time too, because sometimes people think that part of the goal is to do things that are, I guess the word sustainable, but it doesn't really sound like a fun thing either. You want to <laughs> do things that you actually enjoy so that you can build a lifestyle. Right. And that sounds kind of hokey too, but so that you can really learn how to make these things part of your life. And yeah. whenever you get to that point that you gently plateau, that you're not still having to go out and push yourself every day or that you're not having to maintain some crazy level of activity. I think people think that a lot too, that you're out there and doing an hour and a half worth of worth of whatever every day, but that you're doing the things that you love to do that you've really built a habit of and that you've made part of your life because you enjoy and that you're just going to keep doing those things from that point on. It's, it's really funny. That, that's a great point, Don. It's what's really funny is I'm not a runner in the sense that I'm not somebody that just loves to run. I'm still a big guy. So running is not, you know, I'm not some fleet footed five foot, 740 pound guy that can just run from one coast to the next running still is an effort for me. If I want to run any distance, but uh, I've done five or six, five K's now and, and did the one ten K this last weekend. And, uh, and I did a five mile run and with the exception of the tink, the peach tree, because it was just a fun race. All the other ones, every single one of them, uh, about a mile or two into it, I said, what in the H-E double hockey sticks have I gotten myself into? Why am I doing this? <laughs> I signed up for this. I paid money to come do this to myself. I what am volunteered I doing? for this torture. Yes. yes. But uh, the thing is, it's one of those, it's just like so many things. But then when you cross the finish line, it's like, yes, I did it. You know, the sense of accomplishment. Uh, my friend Josh and I did a five mile race a while ago, which was, I, you know, I trained for it a little bit. Like I said, I'd upped my distance to five miles on Mondays or a little over five miles. And so I, it wasn't the first time I'd done five miles, but it was a tough five miles. The, the description of the race was gently rolling hills, <laughs> which means, ah, splat, you know, that kind of hill. Uh, and it was up. It was an it was a out two laps and back thing, and the lap had a down and up on it twice. And during the fourth mile of that race, I was literally just like saying to myself, "Man, this is I'm never going to run another race this far. What am I doing? This is killing me." But by the time I passed it, it it's, those of you that have maybe been on Facebook or my Facebook friends or whatever have seen the picture of me and Josh standing there. I've got two thumbs up big smile on my face, you know, at the, after the finish line. And it was awesome. It was great. Um, but you know, you go through that, 
that moment of what am I doing to myself? Why have I done this? That, as you've committed yourself to run it, and once I've started, I'm not going to stop. You know, barring some kind of crazy injury. So, um, yeah, I think my usual thought at, at that 75% mark, I think that's where it normally happens, is why did I elect to use to spend my Saturday morning doing this? <laughs> yeah. But, but again, like I said, at the end of it though, then it's like, that was awesome. You know, it was fun. Um, at least that's how I felt in every one of them. I, I haven't, I, there's not been one that I've regretted doing once I finished it. So, uh, it's, it's, I don't know, the, the plateau thing, the whole point of this episode was to encourage people that you can begin a process to get healthier and you can continue to make progress on that process until you are healthy. You don't have to hit these arbitrary magical plateaus and walls in the middle of it. If you start feeling like you're hitting one, reevaluate your food, reevaluate your exercise, look at your goals, figure out what you're trying to do and just make some positive steps to get you closer to where that goal is. And don't let yourself stagnate and get discouraged because you didn't lose any quote unquote, any weight this week. Does that help clear it up, Mark? Absolutely. Good. I still well, think it's going to suck. well you know the the actual exercise is not always the fun part but when you go to buy those clothes and they're four inches smaller or you uh you go to sit in a chair and it's comfortable for the first time or you you know any of those things that happen and you just you can feel your body getting healthier and stronger that's when it's like yeah that was worth it you know that was worth expending that energy and and being healthier and, and more active um we've got Cheryl and I have a goal to, there's a thing that in the Georgia state parks, they call the Canyon climbers club. It's where you go to the four, four different state parks across the state of Georgia and you climb these four fairly challenging, uh, trails. Um, the, the, the shortest one has 1100 steps down into this gorge. Some of the other ones are over like 2000 stair steps down into these gorges and things, you know, and, that to me would have a seemed impossible a little over a year ago and B, even if it had seemed possible, I would never have wanted to do it. But now I'm kind of putting that out there as a goal for myself to go and do it and accomplish it. And I'm sure when I get down at the bottom of that 2000th step, I'll be saying to myself, what in the world are you doing? Why are you doing this to yourself? But when I come out of the top, um, I'll be like, I did it, you know? So it's kind of like college. I felt that same way about college, <laughs> about my yeah. fifth year of college. Uh, beginning of my sixth year, Mark, you may remember when I didn't go to school for the first couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I started out a little sick and then after you missed three or four days, and it's like, well, I already missed three or four days. At that point I was in the same kind of situation. I, but once I finished, it was like, yes, I finished college. It took me six years, but I did it. So, um, anyway. So Aaron, what are your, uh, uh, tips of our, of the week for us this week? I've got a couple of tips. I've got an exercise more tip, but before that I have an eat less tip. Cause that's kind of how I break it down in my own little brain. My eat less tip uh, goes back to snacks. We've talked about snacks. I've mentioned pickles before. It's my favorite snack. Today I went to the store and I picked up, I uh, had been out for a little while, one of my favorite snacks. And that is, drum roll. Okay, Mark, make sure you put that in the pause that I left there. Um, string cheese. String cheese is a modern miracle. I don't know that they had it in the 1800s. If they didn't, if they did, I don't know how they made it because it is incredible. Um, if you've never had string cheese, it's long and stringy and it's, um, it's, it looks like a cigar shape, you know, but you don't want to just peel it off and just take a bite of it. You've got to peel it. You got to string it. 
something about the enzymes. I don't know, but when you string it, the flavor just explodes. It's wonderful. And you can get a string, a piece of string cheese. White cheese generally has less fat and is better for you than yellow cheeses. String cheese most of the time is white. You can get a white string cheese thing that's like 70 calories. And they taste great. If you like cheese, which I do, you like dairy, and you're okay eating dairy, string cheese is a great snack. You just keep them in the fridge. They're individually packaged. You don't have to worry, have the danger of opening a bag of chips. You know, I, I open a bag of chips with trepidation because <laughs> I know what can lie at the end of that bag of chips, which is an empty bag of chips for me. Um, I still have to watch that. So string cheese. Buy yeah. some. It's it's a, for dread, eat it. It's a sobering moment when you find yourself turning the bag up and dumping the crumbs into your mouth. <laughs> like, Especially when you opened it yeah. not too long ago. Did I just do that? Yeah. Well, you know, I, this is kind of a little off the subject here, but um, we're talking about, I was talking to some friends over the holiday weekend about uh, one of my friends that had gastric bypass and he can only eat a small amount of food now. And he said, I never could have done what you've done, Aaron, and eat as disciplined as you have been. I'm like, you know, I'm, I don't eat, I'm not that disciplined. I've just tried to set myself up for success. And I said, for example, when I go to Burger King, I always order the small burger, the smallest one they have with a single patty, because however much burger I order, I will eat it all. <laughs> if I ordered a triple meat burger with three quarter pound patties, I would eat that three quarter pound patty burger right now. I know burgers are a weakness for me. So, um, yeah, I don't start eating a burger and ever stop until the burger's gone. Still to this day, if my son has a half a burger left over from his Happy Meal, I'll still eat that. So I know burgers are weakness. I try to stay away from them because it's a, it's a sobering thing, like you said, still to look up and, okay, my burger's gone. I've eaten the rest of my son's burger. I'm supposed to be trying to eat healthier, um, and I did I did not do that. But anyway, I digress. And then the uh, exercise more tip, Don Sullivan, yes. uh, on the forums on elementop.com. Don started a um, underneath the one meal one workout forums. Don put an interesting topic on there. Don, what was that topic? That was how do you uh, stay active without exercising? Quote exercising. And Mark, you know that this ties in a little bit what you were talking about about it not ever being easy, not ever being fun. Um, you can be active without quote unquote exercising. Don, what did you do this weekend that would qualify for that? Lots actually. Uh, had family in town, so we were doing lots of family things, and um, I ended up doing a lot around the house. So it was everything from um, washing cars to just being outside making soap, which isn't exceptionally uh, active, particularly you know as far as burning calories is concerned. But I was at least outside on my feet doing something instead of on the couch watching TV. Um, yeah. To sawing a log with a chainsaw, that was a fun one. Mm. So. Um, and then we have a forum post going or a forum thread, whatever you want to call it, of different ways that folks are staying active without exercising. And you check that out. Is a great one. You can check that one out at elementop.com in the forum section. And, uh, yeah, we have people uh, commenting on that. I uh, posted an example in, uh, in my own life of, of ways that you can um, – I think this goes back to what you're talking about from the beginning, Aaron. It's, it's developing a, an active lifestyle. Uh, the idea is that your default setting is activity instead mm -hmm. of rest. Right. And I really appreciated, Mark, what you – the comment you put in there about that, um, about – Instead of sitting around on the couch, you decided to get up and do something and how much you accomplished and how good you felt about it. Right. You yeah. know, as opposed to losing a day of your life. <laughs> yeah, there's one th I'm uh, – everybody – well, I don't say everybody. Most people at least think they work hard. 
right? And so they deserve a day of rest. And that's fine. Relaxation is fine, but it doesn't have to be uh, sedentary relaxation. Exactly. You know, uh, an extreme example, uh, Teddy Roosevelt, to rest, used to go chop a cord of wood. You know, <laughs> that was how he relaxed. Uh, right. Find your uh, activity that you enjoy doing that is relaxing to you. Some people, it's golf, right? Uh, uh, if you walk and don't take the cart, uh, golf is a good day of exercise. Yeah, you know, I, I tend to is. I tend to agree with Mark Twain, who said, "Walk uh, uh, golf is a good walk in the woods, spoiled." Um, <laughs> but it just you find what you would do that thing that that you don't mind doing, and what do you know? That's exercise. Yeah, you know, um, it's kind of funny. Part of what I've tried to do with my I call I tell my wife is her new improved husband is is I try to um, just get it done right then. So. For example, she called me this morning and text messaged me and said, one of her dogs had gotten out of the fence. We've had problems with our dogs getting out. This electric fence, we had an electric fence, two wires within our regular fence to keep them from digging under the fence because they're Jack Russells and they like to dig. And they got used to the fence. We've had it turned off for a while. Well, they got out. She turned it on. Um, they still got out. And so uh, I assumed that it had to be, I told her, I said, I'm sure there's grass growing up that's on the wire and it's shorted out. And I'll take care of it when I get home. So I got home, had about 30 minutes before dinner, and I was going to get online, check a few things, chat a few things. And I said, you know what? I need to get out there and get that done. So I went out to the shed, got out my weed eater, put some gas in it, cranked it up, weeded it around the entire yard, and just got it done. Um, whereas before, I probably would, in all honesty, tried to put it off as absolutely long as I could without damaging my marriage, <laughs> without permanently damaging it. Let's even go that far. Um, but that's I've tried to have that attitude just get it done just do it just be at you know just be aggressive and take care of it if you need to clean up after the party just clean up after the party you can rest later type thing and that's amazing how many calories you can burn just by approaching it that way because let's face it if you're a uh, you know really overweight guy or girl like me you got that way by your default state being inactivity rather than activity <laughs> I, I tried to come up with an, a name for this whole thing like inertia busters or something like that. <laughs> you know, the tendency of an object at rest to stay at rest. Right. And the tendency of an object in motion to stay in motion. What you got to do is you got to get yourself out of rest into motion. And then uh, that's the whole secret. So, Mark, this there's lots of different places. This is the nerdiest weight loss podcast ever. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be awesome. <laughs> so let's yeah let's recap there we've uh, we've done physics we've quoted Mark Twain uh, we've talked about inertia yeah you're right it, uh, it's it's nerd well so. well this did this uh, a all three people in the show today are IT professionals and B this is being hosted by a production company that came out of a show called the Taiwan Tech That's so true. Um, we're true to our roots so Mark um, I got on my show notes here I'm looking at a whole bunch of hyperlinks and it says contact us. Um, the first one kind of falls in your area. What? How could somebody get a hold of us if they want to see more of these podcasts? Maybe somebody put this on a thumb drive and gave it to them as a Christmas present, uh, and they wanted to find more of this uh, geeky exercise goodness. How would they do that? That's what I like to say uh, on my shows: is if you're listening to the show and don't know how you got it, you can find <laughs> out more information at elementop.com. That's element e l e m e t n t, like the periodic table of elements to continue the geekiness, and Opie like Opie Taylor from the Andy Griffith Show. Um, 
Uh, and that uh, is a podcast network that has a, a number of different podcasts. We're up to four right now with a fifth one in the works. Uh, and then maybe more to come. Hopefully more to come. Definitely more to come. But you can uh, you can really contact. Uh, the, the whole point there of having a website is not just to deliver content. You can do that anywhere. But it's to make a community, right? And we've already mentioned the forum post. Uh, and this is an opportunity for you to interact with people who are going through the same things you are. And as we've already talked about the forum post for the, the exercising without exercising, uh, this is a way for, for you to, uh, to find people who, who like to run, who like to bicycle, who like to work out, uh, uh, who like to lift weights, who like to do yoga, uh, you know, and, and you can find people there and you can communicate. And while uh, Aaron would uh, have you go to his one meal, one workout.com website as his uh, primary place, that's a good thing. But the community really exists at elementop.com. And that is exactly true. We've got kind of have two different ways you can approach it. You can get to Element OP from OneMillOneWorkout.com. And in theory, you can get back to OneMillOneWorkout.com from Element OP. Uh, the um, idea is, uh, you know, Mark's, when he entered the show, intro the show, One Meal, One Workout, your new approach to food and fitness. What he doesn't say is the secret hidden tag that also, that I, in my mind, say after that, which is, taking over the world one pound at a time. Uh, <laughs> I like that. So um, we've tried to have a presence everywhere. You, you can go to uh, one meal, one workout.com. That's the number one. You can go to facebook.com forward slash one meal, one workout. You can go to twitter.com one meal, one workout. You can go to youtube.com one meal, one workout. And all of those kind of link back to each other. Um, there is a, you can subscribe to the podcast on element OP, or you can subscribe to like the news feed slash blog on one meal, one workout. Um, dot com. Either way, we don't really care how you contact us or find us. Just do it. That's our preference. Yep. I'd love to see some some. I'd just say I'd love to see some comments or uh, po- posts or forums or uh, go to Facebook and put us over the. We just got the page up a little while ago. Put us over the hundred like mark on the Facebook page. That would be awesome. Uh, in fact, I will give a T-shirt that doesn't exist to the hundredth person that likes one meal one workout dot com. So that like the uh, emperor's Facebook. new T-shirt. Yes. If you go to Facebook.com and you happen, we don't happen to have crossed 100 likes by the time this comes out, which probably won't happen, so I'm probably safe. And you, <laughs> and you like it, and you and you say, "I listen to the podcast. I'm the hundredth person in the comments on the wall on Facebook. I will make a T-shirt custom for you and send it to you." Um, Aaron, there are now, currently 97 people who have liked one meal, one workout on Facebook. Right, and, and this is going to come out three weeks late, so I'm, I'm pretty safe. <laughs> okay, you're good. <laughs> what, what I'll do is I'll redo this this whole challenge again with our thousandth like. There you uh, go. Because it, it was 96 just a few minutes ago, so they're they're ticking up. Um, but yeah. Any, any of those ways are great with me. Um, and while you're at it, go to uh, Facebook. While you're on Facebook, search for Element OP uh, because we don't have enough likes yet to have Facebook.com slash Element OP. Give us some of your love so that we, we can get enough and, and actually be a presence. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Don's the one who put it up to 97. If he had waited two more, he could have got a T-shirt. Um, <laughs> I'm going to – I appreciate that. I'm going to go to uh, to Facebook uh, One Million Workout, Mark, and I'm going to – like that from uh, from there, from there one million workout, and that we'll just have some cross pollination going like crazy. It'll be awesome. Uh, I did want to say I, I forgot to mention it last week, and I've forgotten to mention this week, and we're already supposed to be wrapping up. But I did want to say one thing in the exercise more thing. We're talking about exercise. Um, 
one thing that I had to learn uh, in the exercise, and maybe other people can benefit from it, is I think maybe step number one, or certainly near it, is get over yourself. You're going to look like a fat guy struggling to make it up a hill. All right. Your neighbors are going to see that the teenagers driving down the road are going to point and laugh at you. Just accept that because the idea is that you will not ever be laughed at again once you become a healthy fit person. And you've probably been laughed at most of your life. So get laughed at for a little while and then it'll stop. So I just wanted to throw that out there. That was something that I had to deal with my own ego. Well, you know, that's, that's very true. Um, I can remember being pretty self-conscious even at my first, uh, first race that I went to, you know, um, I'd lost a bunch of weight, but I was still fairly self-conscious about, I'm going to be running in front of people, <laughs> lots and lots of people. And, um, hey, that was, was uh, bad enough. Whenever I was running my first race, I was getting beat by people who were walking. I couldn't have felt <laughs> worse until I crossed the finish line. And then I didn't care because they walked the whole time, but I ran the whole time. That's right. Awesome. All right, so I think that's going to wrap us up here. Uh, we've we've talked about how to contact us. I've hijacked the show ending, so I'll turn it back over to Aaron now. <laughs> well, you know, I like to end any show by saying, as I always do, remember, before starting any diet or exercise program, it's recommended that you consult your health care provider.